Section twenty one of Modern Magic. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Modern Magic A Practical Treatise on the Art of Conjuring by Professor Louis Hoffman. Section twenty one Tricks with Coin Requiring Special Apparatus part one the heads and tails trick this is a pretty little trick of an unpretending nature but a very good effect especially if introduced in a casual and apparently extempore manner the performer borrows or produces from his own pocket four penny pieces placing them upon the table he requests someone to make a pile of them all one way say tail upwards he next requests the same or another person to turn over the pile so made without disturbing the relative position of the coins and announces with an air of supernatural knowledge that they will now all be found head upwards this appears so ridiculously obvious that the audience naturally observe with more or less straightforwardness of expression that any fool could tell that pardon me says the performer it is not quite such a simple matter as you think i very much doubt whether any of you could do as much i will place the coins again watch me as closely as you please i will place them as before tail 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 is that fairly done now i will turn them over he does so letting the tips of his fingers rest upon them what are they now a general chorus replies all heads of course but on examination it is found that only three are heads and one a tail again he arranges them placing them this time alternately head tail head tail he turns them over the natural order beginning from below would again be head tail head tail but they are found to be head tail 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 again he places them tail 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 head when turned over they should be tail head 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 but are found to be tail head alternately the secret lies in the use of a prepared penny consisting of similar halves in the case above described two tails soldered together so as to be tail on either side this the performer palms in his right hand after first going through the operation with the genuine coins as above he picks them up with his left hand and apparently transferring them to the right really transfers three of them only he then performs the trick with these and the prepared coin when the apparently miraculous result above described becomes a matter of course it is best not to repeat the trick too often and a little practice is necessary in order to be able to return the three genuine coins neatly to the left hand in which the fourth borrowed coin must be retained throughout the trick at the same time secretly retaining your own it is a frequent occurrence for one or other of the company imagining that the seeming wonder is in some unexplained way a result of some natural principle to request to be allowed to try for himself 
it is obvious that under such circumstances it would not do to hand him the prepared coin and hence the necessity for some quick and natural method of again getting the four genuine coins together the trick may be brought to an effective conclusion as follows after you have got rid of the double-faced penny you may continue perhaps it is a little too complicated for you with four coins suppose we try it with only one and i won't even turn it over placing one of the genuine pence in the middle of the right palm which you hold out horizontally before you you draw special attention to the fact that the coin is tail upwards quickly covering it with the other hand you say what is it now tail is the reply wrong again you say and lifting up the hand show that the coin has this time vanished altogether this mysterious disappearance is effected as follows when you apparently cover the coin with the left hand you bring the hands together with a quick lateral motion as though sliding the one across the other this shoots the coin from the palm down the opposite sleeve the motion being so quick that the keenest eye cannot detect it this little sight is by no means difficult and is well worthy of acquirement as it may be introduced with equal effect in many tricks the magic cover and vanishing halfpence this is a very old trick but is still very popular with a juvenile audience the principal apparatus consists of half a dozen halfpence of which the centre portion has been cut out leaving each a mere rim of metal upon these is placed a complete halfpenny and the whole are connected together by a rivet running through the whole thickness of the pile when placed upon the table with the complete coin upwards they have all the appearance of a pile of ordinary halfpence the slight lateral play allowed by the rivet adding to the illusion a little leather cap shaped something like a fez with a little button on the top and of such a size as to fit loosely over the pile of halfpence with an ordinary die such as backgammon is played with complete the necessary requirements you begin by drawing attention to your magic cap and die late the property of the king of the fairies in order to exhibit their mystic powers you request the loan of a half a dozen halfpence the number must of course correspond with that of your own pile and while they are being collected you take the opportunity to slip the little cap over your prepared pile which should be placed ready to hand behind some small object on the table so as to be unseen by the spectators pressing the side of the cap you lift the pile with it and place the whole together in full view in close proximity to the die the required halfpence having been now collected you beg all to observe that you place the leather cap which the spectators suppose to be empty fairly over the die taking the genuine coins in either hand you pretend by one or other of the passes to transfer them to the other holding the hand which is now supposed to contain the coins immediately above the cap you announce that they will at your command pass under the cap from which the die will disappear to make room for them saying one two three pass you open your hand and show that the coins have vanished if you use a regular table you may place them on the servante 
and showed both hands empty and then lifting up the cap by the button you show the hollow pile covering the die and appearing to be the genuine coins once more covering the pile with the cap you announce that you will again extract the coins and replace the die and to make the trick still more extraordinary you will this time pass the coins right through the table placing the hand which holds the genuine coins beneath the table and once more saying one two three pass you chink the coins and bringing them up place them on the table again picking up the cap but this time pressing its sides you lift up the hollow pile with it and disclose the die quickly transfer the cap without the pile to the other hand and place it on the table to bear the brunt of examination while you get rid of the prepared coins the trick may be varied in many ways according to the ingenuity of the performer but it belongs at best to the juvenile school of conjuring and we have not thought it worth while to waste space in elaborating it the animated coin which answers questions etc this trick is performed in a variety of different ways some with apparatus some without the effect produced is as follows the performer borrows a coin and after making a few mesmeric passes over it drops it into a glass upon the table where it immediately begins to jump about as if alive the performer then announces that the coin thus mesmerized has the power of fortune telling naming chosen cards predicting the number that will be thrown by a pair of dice etc the coin answers yes by jumping three times no by jumping once according to the approved spiritualistic code of signals we shall not stay to discuss the questions asked which are of the same class as those which are generally put to the magic bell or drum but proceed at once to explain the various modes of producing the movement of the coin one plan is for the performer to have a coin of his own to which is attached a long black silk thread the other end of which is in the hand of the assistant behind the scenes or elsewhere out of sight of the audience this coin is placed on the table in readiness but concealed from the spectators by some larger object in front of it when the performer advances to the table with the borrowed coin he secretly picks up the prepared one and drops the latter into the glass as being that which he has borrowed a short quick jerk of the thread by the assistant will make the coin spring up and fall back again producing the required chink it is only necessary to be careful not to jerk the thread so violently as to make the coin fly out of the glass it is desirable where practicable to make the thread pass either through a hole in the top of the table or a ring fixed to its surface and placed immediately behind the glass this will keep that portion of the thread nearest to the glass perpendicular behind it in which position it will be completely hidden by the glass and so be invisible some performers prefer to use the actual coin borrowed the arrangements in this case are the same as above described save that the silk thread instead of having a substitute coin attached to it has merely a pellet of wax at its end the performer having handed round the glass for inspection and standing in front of the table with his left side turned towards the audience picks up a pellet of wax with his right hand at the same moment that 
holding the borrowed coin in his left hand he begs the spectators to take especial notice that he really uses the borrowed coin and no other having said this he transfers the coin by a perfectly natural movement to his right hand and pressing against it the waxen pellet drops it into the glass the third and last mode of performing the trick is by means of a special glass with a hole drilled through its foot this is placed on a suitable pedestal in which works up and down a steel needle forming the upper portion of a kind of loose piston the top of the pedestal is covered with green baize allowing free passage of the needle which when pushed upward strikes the coin from below with much the same effect as the thread pulling it from above this pedestal is only available with one of the mechanical tables which will be described in connection with stage tricks such tables contain among other contrivances what are called pistons being small metal rods which by pulling a string are made to rise vertically an inch or so above the surface of the table sinking down again as soon as the cord is released the pedestal is placed immediately above one of these whose movement is in turn communicated to the loose piston in the pedestal and thence to the coin it only remains to be stated how the necessary knowledge for the answers is communicated to the person who controls the movements of the piece with respect to chosen cards the cards are either indicated by the wording of the questions or are agreed on beforehand the performer taking care to force the right ones the assistant is enabled to predict the throw of the dice by the simple expedient of using a small boxwood vase in which there are two compartments in one of which a pair of dice apparently the same which have just been dropped in haphazard from the top have been arranged beforehand for the purpose of the trick the ordinary fortune-telling questions as to which young lady will be married first which spends most time at her looking-glass which has most sweethearts and so on are either answered in accordance with previous arrangement or according to the fancy of the moment of course where a question of this kind is asked the performer takes care to follow up the question by designating a number of persons in succession so that a mere yes or no answer may be a sufficient answer we shall next proceed to describe three or four pieces of apparatus designed to cause a piece of money to disappear and therefore well adapted for commencing a coin trick there are other appliances more particularly adapted for reproducing a coin any of these will be available for the conclusion the particular combination being at the option of the performer the vanishing halfpenny box to make a halfpenny vanish from the box and again return to it this is a little round box made of boxwood about an inch deep and of such diameter that its internal measurement exactly admits a half penny in other words that if a half penny be placed in it it exactly covers the bottom the top and bottom of the box are lined with some bright colored paper and with it is used a half penny one side of which is covered with similar paper if therefore this halfpenny be placed in the box with the paper side upwards the halfpenny is naturally taken to be the bottom of the box which thus appears empty the performer begins by tendering the box for examination keeping the while the prepared halfpenny palmed in his right hand 
when the box has been sufficiently inspected he borrows a halfpenny from the audience and secretly exchanges it for his own taking care that the spectators only see the unprepared side of the latter he then announces that this box apparently so simple has the singular faculty of causing the disappearance of any money entrusted to its keeping as they will perceive when he places in it the halfpenny he has just borrowed he places the halfpenny in it accordingly holding it with the uncovered side towards the audience but letting it so fall that it shall lie in the box with the papered side upwards he now puts the lid on and shakes the box up and down to show by the rattling of the coin that it is still there he desires the audience to say when they would wish the coin to leave the box and on receiving their command touches the lid with his wand and again shakes the box this time however he shakes it laterally and as in this direction the coin exactly fits the box it has no room to rattle and is therefore silent he boldly asserts that the coin is gone and opening the box shows the inside to the spectators who seeing as they suppose the papered bottom are constrained to admit that it is empty once again he closes the box and touches it with the wand announcing that he will compel the coin to return shaking the box up and down it is again heard to rattle taking off the lid he turns the box upside down and drops the coin into his hand this brings it out with the papered side undermost and so hidden again handing the box to be examined he exchanges the prepared halfpenny for the one which was lent to him and which he now returns to the owner with thanks a variation may be introduced by causing the borrowed halfpenny to reappear in some other apparatus after it has vanished from the box in question the borrowed coin may if desired be marked in order to heighten the effect of the trick the rattle box to make a coin vanish from the box though still heard to rattle within it this is a useful and ingenious little piece of apparatus it is an oblong mahogany box with a sliding lid its dimensions are about three inches by two and one inch in depth externally internally it is only half that depth and the end piece of the lid is of such a depth as to be flush with the bottom thus if a coin be placed in the box and the box held in such a position as to slant downwards to the opening the coin will of its own weight fall into the hand that holds the box thus giving the performer possession of it without the knowledge of the audience between the true and the false bottom of the box is placed a slip of zinc which when the box is shaken laterally moves from side to side exactly simulating the sound of a coin shaken in the box in its normal condition however this slip of zinc is held fast and therefore kept silent by the action of a spring also placed between the two bottoms but is released for the time being by a pressure on a particular part of the outer bottom the part in contact with the fingers a casual inspection of the box suggests nothing save perhaps that its internal space is somewhat shallow in proportion to its external measurement the mode of using it is as follows the performer invites any person to mark a coin and to place it in the box which he holds for that purpose as represented in the figure 
and the coin is thus no sooner placed in the box than it falls into his hand transferring the box to the other hand and pressing the spring he shakes it to show by the sound that the coin is still there then leaving the box on the table he prepares for the next phase of the trick by secretly placing the coin which the audience believe to be still in the box in any other apparatus in which he desires it to be found or makes such other disposition of it as may be necessary having done this and having indicated the direction in which he is about to command the coin to pass he once more shakes the box to show that it is still in statu quo then with the mystic word pass he opens the box which is found empty and shows that his commands have been obeyed the pepper box for vanishing money this is a small tin box of the pepper box or flower dredger's shape standing three to four inches high the box portion as distinguished from the lid is made double consisting of two tin tubes sliding the one within the other the bottom being soldered to the inner one only by pulling the bottom downwards therefore you draw down with it the inner tube telescope fashion by doing so you bring into view a slit or opening at one side of the inner tube level with the bottom and of such a size as to let a coin say a two shilling piece pass through it easily the lid is also specially prepared it has an inner or false top and between the true and false top a loose bit of tin is introduced which rattles when the box is shaken unless you at the same time press a little point of wire projecting from one of the holes at the top and so render it for the time being silent the box is first exhibited with the inner tube pushed up into its place and the opening thereby concealed a marked coin is borrowed but either before or after the coin is placed therein as may best suit his purpose the performer secretly draws out the inner tube a quarter of an inch or so thus allowing the coin to slip through into his hand as he places the box on the table a very slight pressure suffices to force the tube up again into its original position and close the opening having made the necessary disposition of the coin the performer takes up the box and shakes it to show apparently that the coin is still there pressing on the little point above mentioned when he desires it to appear that it has departed and immediately opening the box to show that it is empty the pepper box will not bear minute inspection and is in this particular inferior to the rattle box. End of section twenty one.